These people, they are, they, they have no class. You understand the, uh, the, the difference uh, is very important. You, you can call one thing another, another thing, but it is not the same. See, yes, yes, you understand. Yes, uh, this is, these people, do not, they do not understand why we have, uh, we have uh, trademark protected. Um, protected and uh, made international crime to use the word champagne because uh, the champagne is, uh, is a very special thing it is very unique it is uh, how you say sexy. Uh, it is sexy it is uh, bubbly it is uh, it is a uh, very refinement uh, very uh, very uh, sexual, uh, is, but sexual is separate from the sexies. Yes, this is part of what I talk about. The sexies, uh, the boots, uh, the, the shirt is uh, what you wear and what how you look like. But this it is so sexy because it is on you must the Asian Zelis to be vintage for yes. maybe 13 years. Is sexy the 13 is the sexiest number the sexiest age. of an age. It is this sexy to have uh, age of consent, but it is uh, not sexy to uh, be a, uh, uh, how you say, um, not, a, not caring uh, what the age of consent <laughs> is. But it is sexual to be having the sex. Yes, yeah. it is sexy. Yeah, yeah. It is sexy to to. Uh, it is uh, sexy to have the age of consent. But it is sexual to know what it is and respect it. To where yes, you understand. Of course, it is like um, it. How I put from an imaginary way. country in middle of ocean. This is exactly exactly what this is. Como ça va? Como ça? Como Come to the, uh, I do not speak um, French. I am petit, um, petit say jam. Um, petit say, uh, um, petit très jeune. Um, uh, but how you say it is like um, baguette. Yes, baguette is very mm -hmm, sexy bread. Mm -hmm. It is like big penis, oh, but yeah. it's so soft and it is delicious, like big penis. But it is, <laughs> but it the is crunchy. It is bread. Yes, it, we call it bread. It is, it is a type of bread. Yes, it is a type of pan. But if you want to understand pan, it is, uh, it is this baguette. Yes, but there uh, is in America they, they they call Wonder Bread. But it is not. Uh, it is bread. It is pain, not pan. Where you understand this is homonymic uh, humor because it is give me pain to eat a wonder oh bread. Get to it. <laughs> Get to it. <laughs> it is very bad, and this is uh, this is like when somebody said to me, "I have sparkling wine," and I said, "Oh, good! Very I love sparkling wine. I want to have some of your champagne." And they said, "Oh no, I have I have a I have a first carb. Uh, I have a pet nut. Is this or not? This is." Sparkling wine the same way that Wonder Bread is bread and it's not baguette. Baguette is a bread that is worth having sex with, but Wonder Bread, why would you cannot, it is not sexy. It is not, you would not have sex with Wonder Bread. You would, you would, you would become monk who does not have sex. You would, um, how you say, uh, give up on life. Um, and, but with, uh, with baguette is uh, sparkling wine, it is the best thing. A fresh baguette is you get for one euro, two euro at your local boulangerie, and you take home, and your wife, who is of course above the age of consent, say thank you for bringing home the baguette. Maybe 11, 12, 11, 12, 13 at most. 
uh, we, you, we, these are ages in the metric system is like everybody thinks that <laughs> Napoleon was short. Those are French French measurements from the time he was actually normal height. He was like 5'7", five, 5'6", five, even if we say he was 5'2", five, 5'3", five, because we understood at that point to be 5 foot was to be normal height, which is now say 5'5", five, 5'6". Five, 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 but this is like, um, these are things we did not think we needed to explain because uh, we thought people would understand that the champagne is a special process, it's a special way to make the wine sexy and sexual at the same time. But now people are saying we do not want to wait proper amount of time, we want to have pet nat uh, so we can have sparkling wine in one, maybe two months. Uh, we want four okay. carbs so we can have sparkling wine at four, maybe five months. And these are not sparkling wine in the sense of champagne. These are the wonder bread to the baguette, which is champagne. These are the, uh, these are the, uh, these are the, these are the, um, how you say, um, uh, 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 ch- child slaves to the uh, respectable prostitute who chooses this profession uh, when she has reached uh, com- 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 uh, the age of consent. Um, because this is f- perfectly... I do not know if prostitution is legal in France, actually. Uh, so only know the wine law. Um, so if if that is not a good example, then I do strike it from the record. But um, it's very... This is... Uh, this metaphor is very dark and um, very, uh, very internationally, um, how you say, uh, actionable, um, because of course uh, Jeffrey Epstein he had many uh, accomplices across the world. Uh, uh, this is important to remember. One of the key ones was Jean Brunel, uh, mm-hmm. J- Jacques Brunel, Jean Jacques. Uh. Jean Jacques Brunel. Jean Jacques Brunel. Um, but the other thing to to remember is that is a constant source of shame for both the nation of France and for the world is that uh, Jeffrey Epstein drank uh, could have drunk um, much more premier Grand Cru mm-hmm. champagnes than uh, any mm-hmm. of us ever yeah. will. But uh, yeah, he yeah. had no taste, so he essentially wanted only uh, the first carb. Uh, this is again metaphor. Uh, that is uh, truly dark if you think too hard yeah. about uh, about that. No, that w- that would be a great like defense. Like you're on trial or whatever. He could just use that if he hadn't, you know, sadly, tragically killed himself. Being like, Your Honor, I've I fashioned myself a bit of a, a cultured European type of fella, and I don't know if you know, but they use different kind of years over there. Yeah. So, <laughs> although she's she's 16 here. Well, she's 16 for me is really like 30 for here. So. You know, it's uh, I, I can't be held liable for my 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 cultured traveled <laughs> ways. Uh, just, I'm I'm just a simple country pedophile, yeah. allegedly, yeah, European style. I I was under the impression that um that uh there was such a thing as uh how we you refer to dog years, one year for a dog is seven years. Yeah. I thought there was such a thing as frog years, which is uh oh, nice. a French citizen yeah. is uh, they age um three years for every one year because I didn't understand how yeah. they could possibly be waiting three years uh for sparkling mm-hmm. wine. I thought that that was some sort yep. of lost in translation type thing. So um yeah 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 so uh. Uh, why don't we call this a no harm, no foul, uh, Your Honor? Why don't we just uh, Why don't we just let me um, yeah. let, let me just say uh, on the record, oopsie daisy, uh, and I'll be on my way. 
And I'd wholeheartedly endorse uh, Lincoln Chafee. <laughs> by the way, he's he's my favorite my favorite candidate, and I think we ought to. He's got some great ideas that we ought to. You know, he was the metric system guy, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I think yeah. I think he was. He was running in like 2016 or something. Oh, recently. Was, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. like Carter tried to introduce it at some point in the like 80s. Yeah, but yeah. um. Yeah, no, but this yeah, that's the only like you know nobody was gonna fucking pay anybody other than Hillary Clinton and then reluctantly Bernie Sanders any attention. But they're like Lincoln Chafee, he's just the metric system guy. Next, amazing you know? single like being one platform <laughs> candidates. Like I've got one yeah. issue, and people are like, ooh, is it like universal health care? Is it uh, is it abortion? Is, is it, it you, know? you know? Is it um, <laughs> workers' rights? Like the metric system is far superior, and everyone's like, well, um, yeah, yeah, but like I'm also sick of these rulers. They make my penis look small. Yeah. I'm uh, trying to get something bigger. <laughs> I want it's it smaller, double so, I see, so I'm bigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> there, I don't remember exactly. There, the U.S. officially it like does use the metric system, like in, and I can't remember where this is. It might even be the military, but like officially, the U.S. does mm-hmm. actually work on the metric system in some very nice. major capacity. I'm. Nice. This is gonna sound dumb as shit. Um. But I yeah. and I haven't looked into it, but I'm confident in my ignorance uh, that the mm-hmm. uh, maintenance of SAE uh, units is just to it's big tool. It's big tool making people buy two sets of wrenches and two sets of uh, nice. Allen keys and stuff like that. Yep, yep. This is kind of I uh, just wanted to remind everybody if you're listeners, if you're you know well tuned in listeners, acute listeners of this podcast. A little bit of late news, but we we absolutely called the Chomsky shit. So I figured we would just state that for the record. Yeah, not on air. Wait, on air? I don't know. Uh, I think it was, I thought it was maybe as a patron. No, it probably wasn't on air. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Look, Definitely off air. We've been talking about Chomsky for a long time. Uh, <laughs> these two guys that you're listening to. Yeah. And um, look, uh, it... We both, you know, you gotta, you gotta kill your idols. You know, you can't. You, you if you ever meet your heroes, you're just gonna be disappointed. Um, mm-hmm. And we really tried to like talk ourselves thoroughly through the reality of what Chomsky's positions were and and what his real, uh, what the real nature of what he had to offer was. And um, look, he's uh, the the basic tenets of the uh, propaganda model, very very useful, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anything he's ever said about the JFK assassination, just just ignore it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something. Um, Evesham Wood, delicious. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Let me tell you, this shit I'm drinking right now. Oh, by the way, folks, welcome to Cork Taint. Welcome to Cork Taint. Pieced it together. Have you pieced it together? This episode, it's about Petnat. Yeah. And uh, just non-method champenois mm-hmm. sparklings. Yep. And um. Which we've uh, we've done an episode about non-champagne sparkling wine, but that was still yes. uh, still method champagne. Uh, yes, um, it still involved tirage and disgorging and uh, and helvage. Uh, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, and and uh, yeah, if you didn't pick up on it, yeah. Uh, yeah. we aren't the biggest fans of. Um, no, no. Yeah, it sucks, Dick. <laughs> that, that sucks, Dick. Yeah, big I mean, time. Th- so up top, 
because this is sort of <laughs> the why thing I'm drinking Pinot should, Noir. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm having a beer. Forced carb wine is uh, real hit or miss. Brought to you by uh, Deschutes Brewing Company. <laughs> nice. There we go. Uh, they do not uh, uh, parody. Uh, allegedly, that's a joke. Uh, whatever I need to say to not actually irritate the Deschutes Brewing Company because I have a lot of respect well, it's for their opposite work. Day. Yeah. So it's all you gotta do day. is double down on your opinion, mm-hmm. and it means that you're sorry. Yes. Um, so. Yeah, I'm very sorry. Uh, that is my official legal defense. I'm sorry. Yeah. For what I did. But uh, yeah. So where do we go from here? Um. Uh, yeah, we want to just talk about the whole oh, production also, side of... Yeah, we should also do a Nouveau episode at some point. Um, oh, yeah. Because we've touched yeah, on that with, with Beaujolais, but we haven't really gotten into it. Yeah, we could do Nouveau or just generally, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be good. I was going to say that or, like, also wine that, like, is done fermenting, but it's not wine yet. You know what I mean? I mean, it is wine, but it's not finished wine, like, barrel samples of wine and, like, trying to understand, like, what the fuck that tastes like relative to what the... <sighs> final wine is and yeah that sort of thing but that's a whole separate deal yeah um so uh there is a <clears throat> in terms of non-method uh champenoise sparkling wine there are basically two methods and uh one of them you can replicate in your home if you are using a uh a tool that i don't really want to like endorse um just because of uh, uh like politics um but if you happen to own a machine, you can force carb mm. wine. You're not supposed to. They say not to do this, actually. I think on the, uh, like, it specifically says on the, like, m- in the manual of that thing that you shouldn't do anything mm. but water in that or water mm-hmm. flavored with the packets of stuff that they um, give you. But uh, I can tell you from personal experience that you can take still wine, put it in one of their little bottles, and make sparkling wine from it. Um yeah, you now officially have the Pegasus Pegasus app on your phone. Yeah. And uh, that's that's all that took. Yeah. So, you're it? welcome. Is now, it, anybody who's heard this. Is it BDS? Is that the movement? Yeah. 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 Um, anyhow, uh, that, so for the purposes of this podcast, that's a good way to describe it because that is essentially what <laughs> um, forced carb sparkling is. Like, it, it, there are bigger ways to well you can do it with uh what in brewing i believe is called a bright tank which you uh you can put if you want to change the um like if you want to increase the carbonation of beer you can put beer in it they're made for breweries uh you put beer in it and hook up uh co2 to it and then basically just push co2 into the beer and it you know and I don't know the exact science of it, but CO2 doesn't immediately just volatilize out of, like, it's, it, the gas is in suspension in the liquid, and it, um, like, CO2, it, so, this is getting into, like, if you just want to add sparkle later, if you want to add CO2 and bubbles after the fact, you can do it that way, um, up to and including in your home, if you happen to have a soda stream machine on your counter, you can, um, just do that, but, again, don't really want to endorse that company, or, uh, hummus i suppose would be the other brand how much (laughs) like how big of a you know how do you think this is like a doing an episode about scientology thing where we're gonna get like calls from somebody being like hey you stop saying that shit on your podcast um that would be very funny it would be if we just said if we just said hey folks you know you're not supposed to but i can tell you that you can put one year's 
Oh no, I meant call from oh, I meant someone from Mossad. Yeah, just on our front porch. I meant the part about saying that they uh, you shouldn't buy. <laughs> um, either one. Mm. But you know, I think they they tend to be people who you know, meaning the people, not you know, a capital those people. The <laughs> people tend to the employees of tend to really adhere to the rules. Yeah. And there's no double standards around there. It's really just... I saw a picture of they, what it says on their box about, like, made... Uh, what It says something wild. Like, um, what what does it say? Honestly, cause, because of shit like what I'm saying right now. Um, what is it? Uh, God, this is a really good, really good content right here. This um, is amazing content, yeah. So... Um, so that's force carb and then pet nat. Um, so, yeah, pet nat is kind of the reverse where you just stop making the wine before it's done fermenting and then it will keep fermenting in the bottle, which is why you have to put a crown cap on it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I think is a sort of a gross oversimplification. You basically just take, yeah, wine before it's finished fermenting and then you just fucking put it in the bottle, put a crown cap on there. And to people who don't, don't have any you know, experience with, uh, winemaker or anything, there's a bunch of shit you do to wine like after you know when it's done like fermenting through like other you know winemaking processes things you might add to it whatever you know that uh, keeps it from like getting all like fucked up and spoiling and when you make pet nat you don't get to like do that shit and uh you're not really it's not the wine's fault you know what i mean but you're kind of destining your wine is destined to have some sort of fucked up elements in it, yeah. If you're gonna make a pet nat, would you say that's fair? Yeah, uh, it's a tough thing to. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, wow. There is a lot under the Wikipedia uh, tag for controversy on these <laughs> page. Whoa, um, dang. Uh, I'm trying to look. Nice. I'm trying to look up the the specific thing they say is like kind of funny because like I think it, I think they literally said. On some of them, like in print, like the way stuff says "made in China," it said "made in the West Bank." We should really not. Oh, nice. Yeah, we should really probably not get too far into the weeds of. Uh, wow. I told you it's opposite day, so we got to double down on this bitch. This is now the fuck episode <laughs> brought to you by amazing, perfect. Brought All to right. you by <laughs> fucking every Palestinian who's been shot by uh, an Israeli soldier whose home has just been bulldozed. You know. Yeah. Um. Folks, what's going on in Israel is real rough. Uh, it's not. It's super cool. <laughs> and it's definitely how people should treat other people. I don't know how much of this we're leaving in the episode, but. Um, yeah, that's a. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is good. Oh, well, PepsiCo bought. PepsiCo apparently bought. Oh, yeah, because like PepsiCo is a historically super chill company. Totally. So it's like if there was a company that could collectively sort of like how you know that um whatever team wins the stanley cup they get to keep the stanley cup Mm -hmm. pepsico would just permanently have like if there was a single nobel peace prize that just got passed around from person to person every year they would just kind of have that like behind glass collecting dust you know what i mean like nobody would even get anywhere near that maybe them and like dole would go back and forth yeah Jesus. 
boss admits West West Bank plant is quote a pain. <laughs> That's good. Well, that God, that is so oh, on the nose. Well, quote a pain in the ass. Sorry, is is the the headline just said a pain. A pain in the ass. That's that's awesome. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's good stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna actually I'm gonna edit this so it's just beep, 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 beep. Yeah. It's just so many things beeped out. Uh um It's gonna take me three hours to edit this. But yes, so Petnat. Yeah. It's uh Petnat is like I generally the more interesting one to talk about because well, that's not uh like talk about, I suppose, because um Forced carb wine, like it's it's interesting how good some wines are just made into sparkling wine and mm-hmm. that really works. And then others, it's like, a, oh, holy, I have, uh, I actually, ha- maybe I, I'll crack it open in a second. I actually have a non Method Champenoise sparkling wine in my fridge right now that I completely forgot about. Yeah. Nice. Um, I think it's just Charmant. That's the other term. So that all these things need mm. French names, right? Like Petnat stands for Petiant and Thrau, <laughs> which means, um, but if you also want to get real pretentious with it, you can call it a uh, method, uh, method, oh, what is it? It's um, not antique. It's um, ancestral, which is, nice. you know. You got it. Yeah. Uh, and then with um, with sparkling, or sorry, forced carb, you can just call it charmant method because to use a French <laughs> word is to make something classy and good. Um Yes. Yeah. Um, but and three times as old. So yeah, that's hmm, which is very important. Um, very well. We're we're really checking all the boxes this episode, aren't we? Well, God, this is rough. Um, yeah. I mean, there is a lot of crossover with like. Should we just go completely change direction and start talking about how like the talks between Ehud Barak and Chomsky over the Israel Palestine issue? Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those talks were put together by Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Yeah, mm. we, we could can make but that first, about wine. Let's yeah, we could. So we could uh, also talk just a little bit more about wine. Yeah. So petiant natural uh, petnat is um, it's supposed to be natural spark. You know, natural. Uh, I forget what the word petiant uh, um, uh, translates to exactly, but it's something like effervescence or like um, you know uh, whatever else. Uh, it could be sparkle. Um, I should read that. Yeah, I think it means sparkle. Yeah. Or sparkling. Sparkling. Um, and just the na- the fact that natural is part of that is, uh, well. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's, so if you, um, uh, let me look it up. Uh, Petillon. Yep, just means sparkling. Um, so natural wineries, there's been a rise in pet nats because there's been a rise in natural wine and you basically can't make a pet nat without it being like cloudy and fucked up looking um god i'm using a terrible voice today um like you it's hard to make a pet nat like you were just saying without it being a bit fucked up and um that's because you don't do a lot of the to keep it fermenting and to get it bottled while it's still fermenting you kind of have to eschew several of the normal well quote-unquote normal um several of the things that a lot of people have put a lot of time into researching how to do and how to do well to improve the overall quality of wine um and yeah uh, there's nothing like telling like hundreds of or even thousands of years of work to just to go fuck itself just because yeah i mean Cause it's because they're like cool yeah stuff, well you know what I mean? if you want a good example of like what the um 
overall result of that is wow i'm about to say something just so mean and shitty uh yeah we're here for it uh, it's a lot like uh you know sort of the steve jobs approach to having cancer in terms of being a winemaker <laughs> wow hell yeah <laughs> i'm here for it dude let's hear it <laughs> like oh yeah all those treatments that have been proven quite effective and like yeah if fuck I, that shit yeah no i'm i'm just gonna die um and you know like so to be perfectly clear i have had at least a couple pet nats i like quite a bit um mm-hmm. i have never had a pet nat i liked more than mediocre champagne um with that yes without a doubt <laughs> um i th- maybe i've had like a noxiously bad champagne that i didn't like as much i've had non-champagne sparkling wines that i thought weren't as good as a couple pet nats i've had but those were like weirdly phenolic strange sparkling wines or like um eight dollar cava and and i've had yeah, enough yeah. eight dollar cava that i like just fine that i'm i don't even want to throw that under the bus also it works great yeah. in like a cocktail that needs a sparkling float on top so you know mm-hmm. no shade to uh to cava uh whatsoever but yeah pet nat's just it's like with the rest of spark or with natural wine the thing i will give pet nat that i don't it i don't extend to many other natural wines is most other natural wines would just be better if you did certain things to, you know, take better care of them or um, make them in a more um, conventional way. Like you could, like it's always kind of painful for me to drink a natural wine that I can tell was made out of very good fruit and has some very compelling things going on but it's Mm -hmm. just fucked up in other ways that have to do with not ever sulfuring it or refusing to um uh feed the ferment maybe or um oh i don't know what else you could go for there uh filter it um that's a big one uh can help the stability of it over time um all that said you basically can't make pet nap if you do any of those things because you'll you know stop it from continuing to ferment so in theory, it could be argued that pet nat is actually the best way to determine if somebody's like a really, really good winemaker just on the fundamentals of cleaning stuff and taking good care of their ferments. Because if you, the turnaround time is such that if you do a really clean job, you should in theory be able to make a pet nat that's relatively clean and is going to express everything that's going on in the fruit in a very youthful, exciting way. Um, but that is not really how I would personally want to spend my time. Um, I do know of a couple people making very small amounts of pet nat, and that's kind of all they're doing. And I think it's a pretty cool way for somebody to like make a name for themselves if they're making something uh, that is genuinely like pretty good, um, because it can reflect the fact that you really do understand uh, cellar hygiene and how to source good fruit and stuff like that. But uh, all of that said, when a big like when a big brand is making a pet nat, it's kind of like, which I don't think many of them are doing, honestly, but like when a brand yeah, no. with like a significant sort of like um, market recognition or a a brand that's really trying to put the like natural wine thing front and center uh, mm-hmm. as part of their branding. Um, yeah, pet nat's going to be part of that. And then it just frustrates me as a style because it's a style that hinges on not taking the time to fully make a wine essentially like it is it, it is literally yeah, yeah, an unfinished yeah. wine in a bottle like it's because it, yeah. it hasn't finished yeah. fermenting totally 
Yeah, no, and it is like, um, so it's even like more nouveau than nouveau. Yeah. It's like you're bottling it like before it's even done fermenting. Uh, so like this type of wine, mm-hmm. um, that is like, that's how like, that's how Prosecco is made. Um, yeah. Prosecco is made that way. Cava is made using like the traditional method, the method Champagne. Um, so you can, you know, if you do them side by side, you can tell that Prosecco is just tastes like just seltzer basically. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there are some, um, there's definitely some, uh, I think there's a subregion of Prosecco that does, um, Felta Bienne Superior or something, um, that does do like Method Champenois stuff, I think. I think we had one at the, um... At the wine and spirits tasting. Remember, there was like that Italian sparkling producer who was oh, like yeah. very confident in the quality of his wines. And we were like, yeah, I guess it's cool. Good it's enough. It's pretty cool, right? <laughs> They're, yeah, like better than I thought they would be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, So, but then with Cava, that's... Um, I'm sure, obviously, like... And Cava's more of like a... pretty sure it's like a style. Like, like Cava's kind of kind of like a convoluted thing because there's so much of it made and it's made in so many different parts of spain yeah that i think it, that name is not it's not like champagne where it's re- referring to a specific region it's like a cava's more of like yeah. a style it's more like cremant like cremant yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. loire like cremant is spain kind of yeah cremant de España. cremant de España. but uh but yeah so pet nat is like you'll see pretty much anytime you see a wine with a with a crown cap on it Typically with like more like modern, cool, natty stuff, they use clear glass bottles. Yeah. Because that's like a cool thing, I guess, that people like to do. Well, then you get to see um, the full-on lava lamp behavior yeah, of what's in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm glad I don't work at the wine shop anymore because people would come in and say, you know, give me your, what's your, they wouldn't say give me your most fucked up wine, but they'd be like, uh, do you have any cloudy stuff? And uh, I'm like, yes, unfortunately we do. <laughs> I don't know why you want it to be cloudy, but. We got it for you. If that's your yeah, well, that's your metric for quality or what you desire, then I don't even really know what to tell you. But again, it can't be like a judgy thing. Yeah, because because it, it's like again, it's like maybe they they don't know a lot and they had a wine at somebody's place and then somebody was like, oh, you got to get ask for the cloudy ones. The cloudy ones are good. So then they go somewhere and ask, and they don't deserve to be like fucking reamed out by an asshole like me being like, fuck that shit. That shit's garbage. So you know. Yeah, that one's particularly tough because of the fact... I've had one cloudy wine that I remember really liking. Um, I have had a, I've had a pet nat that was pretty cloudy that I liked a lot more than I expected to. Um, mm. I'm, I wouldn't say because a wine is cloudy, it is bad. But I would also say right, right. If, a wine, if a wine isn't cloudy, that doesn't mean it's been fucked with to death. I think that that's something that people asking for cloudy wine or thinking that natural wine inherently means less oh, has been yeah. done. Like, um, you can, if you make a wine rigorously, wind up with it being pretty much clear, like pretty much completely um, transparent. Uh, what's the what is the right term for that? Having no opacity, whatever, uh, whatsoever. Um, mm-hmm. Zero turbidity. Yes. Uh, 
you can get pretty close to that just with good cellar practices and a way to chill the wine. Now, admittedly, it's a lot easier if you find the wine, but you can also find with stuff that's vegan and pretty much inert. Like, I don't, I'm, you know, I don't know of people, I don't know of anybody having, like, ne- adverse reactions to uh, bentonite clay, which is... Um, mm-hmm. I, people find with part of the so one of the big places where wine can wind up not being vegan is in fining because two of the classic uh tools for that are egg whites and milk um and those have different characteristics in terms of how they react with tannins and what they fine out of the wine um bentonite accomplishes the same thing in terms of heat stability um and it has its own particular character in terms of how it interacts with wine but is also something that like i don't know i don't know of a set of like histamine reactions people have to bentonite um that does to my understanding exist with like very heavy milk fining and very heavy egg fining but i don't know Hmm. i don't know much about that i've i've mostly heard about it in anecdotal terms so uh you know that's a, but that is also, I can imagine like, you know, people seeing a, a really clear wine, they're like, oh, they had to like do a bunch of manipulation to achieve that. And it's like, well, no, like you actually, the degree to which like wine will be clarified by, um, by fining, it is sort of hard to predict. And I actually have helped make a wine that was turbid in a way that was not affected by anything we did up, up until we cross flow filtered it. And then it was perfectly clear. Um didn't taste all that different afterwards we don't know what it was that we were seeing suspended in it i like yeah still no idea um (laughs) so you know uh which again is to say like wine can be cloudy and it can be like not a problem at all um but also wine can be perfectly clear and uh not have been like fucked with to hell that said i mean like i was talking i was learning more about this product the other day there is a have we have i ever brought up a a product called velcrin on the show i don't think so velcrin was developed for gatorade it's a um it volatilizes at room temperature and it basically kills i can't remember why they developed it for gatorade but it kills any microbes like it it just um Hmm. I learned something interesting about how it actually works, and I can't remember what that was, but it is dosed per bottle with wines that use it, and it is insanely, it is insanely corrosive, um, and, uh, essentially <laughs> explosive. Like it, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It is a, I might have, uh, uh, once, I, I might actually have the tech information on it in a magazine over here that I could go grab in just a sec, but, um, so th- there is scary shit in some wines, but they're wines that are like, you know, uh, it, it, like it, it really comes down to individual wines, and it's very hard to like know um, for sure what is in a wine. And and honestly, I mean, natural wine is not going to have Velcrin in it. Pure, uh, like um, Petnat's not going to. But that's like I don't know. It's kind of you're getting into the you know territory of like you can't just be a vegan. You also have to like only eat fruit that fell off of trees because it was truly you know ripe and you're not doing <laughs> right, any right, violence right. to the plant by eating it. Like if that's the only wine you're drinking, then I, you're really I, I you're you're in territory I don't understand personally philosophically. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I don't understand it. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I feel like I <laughs> no. derailed some some element of something. No, no, there. no, no, no. Because I'm just trying to think of like that's a good that's a good point and it's like the total opposite perspective of what i would assume like i would just assume that wine is supposed to be clear you know 
or mm-hmm. like reasonably clear, you know. And then so you see something like super fucking cloudy, and that's the like that's the odd thing, you know. You're not like, why is this wine? Why does this wine taste like fruit? It should taste like fucking nail polish remover and horse hoof and you know what I mean, bandits, all this other fucked up shit. You're like, wow, this only smells and tastes like really pretty delicious fruit. Like, what? They must have fucked with this thing. Like, there must be somebody who got introduced to, like, the gnarliest natural wine and then is given wine that's, like, well-made and, you know, well-farmed and not, like, fucked up. And then it's like, what what, what the fuck is this, you know? But I have met a couple people like that, honestly. Um, And (laughs) do they are they just like underwhelmed or like what do they what is their with what's the uh, with like like good, you know, not mousy wine. Because that's one of the ones that oh, people who are like into like mousiness and foxiness in like natural. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's that I don't that one messes with me. I I, I don't know how to be, you know, I try to be like, yeah, it's You do your cool. thing and like what you like. Not for me, yeah. But, like, that's one where it's like, ah, this is really shit. Like, god damn it. Yeah. Um. Sounds like you just don't like wine. Yeah. But, yeah. No, dude, but, yeah, I was going to say, I don't, like, yeah, I've had some, like, skin contact whites that were, you know, not, like, super, super cloudy, but had a little bit of cloudiness to it, and I tasted it, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is, this is cool. Like, I could see this being... I could see this being cool with a certain dish or whatever. Like, I'll have this kind of how I feel about, like, mezcal, or I'll have one sip, and I'm like, this is pretty cool. And a second sip, and I'm like, ooh, that was... That first one was enough. But I uh, don't... I, I, can't, I can't recall a pet nat that I've had where I'm like, oh, shit, this is, like, this is fucking great. Or even, like, oh, I prefer this to... Yeah, like, even, a like, a low to mid-tier champagne. Or, like, a, not even a champagne, like a... Method Champenois, like you know, Cremant, Borgona Cremant, Loire, or something like that. Like those are undoubtedly, you know, more uh, full of like character and terroir and stuff than, I mean, but also people, I, uh, it could also be that like, if you get like a correct, clean Cremant Loire or something for like 20 bucks, and then someone gives you like a pet nat for the same price, and it's got like the same fruit profile, but then it has a whole bunch of other like, fucked up like flavors bread vaea all this other crazy shit like in your face you might be like whoa this is impressive because it has a lot of flavor versus the other clean one might just like seem simple to you or whatever like is that is that kind of what it is is that the yeah i mean i think that you've gotten from people it get yeah it gets kind of into the like somebody who purports to love jazz but then you ask them what kind of jazz they like and they just immediately go into like old like late era miles davis and like the really strange like experimental (laughs) stuff and you're like oh you like this not because you actually like enjoy listening to it so much as you like it for its like perceived complexity and like you know it's like um it's like the reverse of um what how is it to like it's it's always the middle path thing right like so if somebody says that like their favorite you know, um, uh, it's, it's a good example of that with television. Like somebody saying that their favorite TV show is, I don't know, um, lost. Hmm. Like if somebody says their favorite TV show is lost, (laughs) you're like, what do you, or like their favorite movie is, um, uh, 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 fuck inception. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, why? And they're like, Oh, it's so, it's so cerebral and intelligent. It's like, um, 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> what is it? What does it have to say with its cerebral intelligence? You know. Whereas mm-hmm. you know, on the other end of that, there is the like. Yeah, my favorite wine is Rombauer Chardonnay. It's like. Oh yeah. All right. You know, and honestly, that it like I I can understand both of them, and again, I don't think either of them is like inherently bad, and that actually gets back to like so getting there's the incentive to make um Charmant method, you know, force carb method sparkling wine mm-hmm. is one that I completely understand, and it's basically the same as making hard seltzer. It's like somebody's like, I like wine, uh, but I want it to be bubbly but I don't want to pay $50 for it. It's like, all right, well, um, and, and that like (laughs) that consumer desire is met with, um, somebody who doesn't have the infrastructure at their winery to make, uh, Mm -hmm. method champenoise wine. Cause that is very, very, um, that is very time and capital intensive. Uh, as we've discussed before, like it's, there's a reason it's expensive. Yeah. But, uh, Champagne is one of the most like deservedly expensive, um, like baseline. Like I'm not saying that like two hundred dollar bottles of champagne are right, 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 worth it, worth it. But like just the idea that like a standard bottle of the main cuvee of most houses is around fifty bucks, and then a lot of grower stuff is around fifty bucks. Like that makes a good amount of sense given the limited region size of the region of Champagne, and then the um the in level of intensity in making the wine um or pressing the pressing the juice off pretty carefully like pressing chardonnay you, you pressing champagne juice off you will have loss uh, at a higher rate than you will with other varietals because you have to press very very gently to avoid phenolic uptake and also um uh well phenolic uptake both for flavor but then also color uh and then when you ferment the wine you also have to then like age it for the the standard amount of time that you would like age just still wine you know and it varies it's like two to you know two years on average right so two years on average in the barrel Mm -hmm. uh and then you bottle it the first time around under a crown cap and then you leave it in tirage for two two more years another year like something like that so you're not only extending the normal barrel aging process with a bottle aging process but you also have to put all the money into buying the bottles and the crown caps in the middle there and all the labor of doing that then you're just still sitting on this thing that you can't sell yet until you can pay more money to have those crown caps popped off (laughs) and replaced with the actual um cork and then the cage that goes on the cork and then the foil if you're using that as well so like just the package itself because you also have to use glass that is rated for a higher um you not only have to use glass that's rated for higher pressure than normal wine bottles because normal wine bottles don't have internal pressure from the fucking thing still fermenting in it but you also have to use special crown caps that are better than the ones that go on normal beer bottles because normal beer bottle caps can't take that pressure either so if you do use those they'll just burst midway through being in tirage which is like its own whole nightmare so yeah, there's a lot that goes into making champagne, and it's a really, it's, you know, and just method champenoise wines in general. Um, so, say you want to fill people's market desire to have sparkling wine, and you know you're going to make money off of that. Well, you're, then the technology to just pump carbon dioxide into a wine and offer people something that will bubble, that's amazing. Like, that's so fantastic. Of course you're going to do that. But it also is, like, you know, cynical. Like it's not, it's, it, it, it <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not, um, you know, it's, it's the, 
it's it's the Andy Warhol uh, is I Warholization Warholization Andy Warholization nice. of uh, sparkling winemaking. It's like you know there is a little room there for wine to be made in a way that then winds up tasting really cool when you just force carb it. Um, and that can happen. There are really good wines that are actually like a little bit more interesting when they're sparkling and still fundamentally really good wines through just pumping them with carbon dioxide. But it's also like the the scope of the actual like artistic avenue opened up there or like flavor profile opened up there is pretty limited. So if it's people's thing, great. But it's also not like a it's not a new horizon for winemaking. And I, I would argue that, like, Pet Matt, it isn't either, but that's more like the Mark Rothko school of, like, I'm just going to put two colors on a canvas and layer them really deeply, and then, like, you know, if people get it, awesome, and if people don't, fuck them. Like, that's, you know. Yeah, yeah. Which, I, I like I think Rothko's yeah. paintings. I'm not saying they're shitty, and I'm also not saying it's, like, bad. I just don't see, like, it's, like, where do you go from there? Like, when you get to color field painting, like, I don't know. You really have to just love doing it as an artist to keep doing it. It's not like you're looking at that and going like, hmm, yes, I see I see the direction he was going, and I feel like there's more to be done with this, as opposed to someone like, say, um, I don't know, Klimt, or uh, I don't know, even like certain eras of Picasso's work. I don't know. I'm really just immediately getting out of my depth with like art history analogies. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think like, I don't know. I think it's always it's always like so difficult to try to compare art to wine or art to music, but it's obviously like a it's it's a useful thing to try to do because each of those are, you know, in like intangible in their own ways. Um, but yeah. I I don't I I think that maybe you could say like I don't think that I'm not saying that there are not any, but in terms of pet nat, right? Like Everything would, in order for a, a pet nat to have, like, to reach the highs that a, like, a, like a, a very honed and beautifully crafted champagne could, it would, like, need to be, a, like, a fucking miracle. Just because of, like, all the steps, you're able to, like, check the progress while you're doing champagne, because, like, you fucking pick the grapes, press the wine, and then, like, you, you, or press the grapes, you make the wine. Not only do you finish making the wine, you can blend it with other shit after it's done aging in barrel for a certain amount of time or in tank for a certain amount of time. Like, there's so many different, there's so many opportunities to hone it and adjust it and, you know, not like, in, like people would say interfere, but it's not really, in, you know, interfering. Rather than, like, I guess the only decisions you can really make with a pet net, I guess, are like, at what point in the fermentation you decide to like put it in bottle i guess i mean i don't know what what sort of decisions go into in terms of making additions prior to prior to putting it in there i mean everybody's like so scared of uh like it, all the people who are super into pet nets i would assume like that like thinking that like sulfur gives you cancer like brain like immediate penis cancer your penis falls off mm -hmm. and explodes immediately like yeah. instantaneously that happens yeah um but it it doesn't you know what i mean like it's I think one of the things that it does that's important for people to understand, I don't think anybody listening to this is really like a hard advocate for pet nat. They might be, but is like there's like there's a reason you do additions or you you know, you fine or you filter or you 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 do whatever you do. And it's not just like it's I don't know, it's it's just the whole the whole fucking low intervention thing. Like used as a selling point is like great cuz like 
if you know what it actually means, that's fine. But as a term that just gets overused as a as a selling thing, and it just begins to lose meaning. Yeah. And when that happens, and people stop actually like caring, you know, like yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's really frustrating because yeah. it's again like I want to like double double back and double KSC double down on the fact that like it's if you're just new to wine because I you know have friends like this who are like. Maybe they're not like new to wine. Like they've been drinking wine for a while. They're nude they're... to wine. They go exactly, in the wine yeah. section of their supermarket and they take off all their clothes. And they take their pants and off they... and they say, "Let's." Excuse me. It. Excuse me. Could you help me find? I'm looking. I'm nude to wine and I'm looking for um, the cloudiest wine you have. Yeah. Yeah. I go in and I just I take my pants off and uh, or I wear. Well, because you have to prove your penis is still attached that you haven't drunk any wine yeah, and sulfur. That's in it, true. So you have to. That's you true. Know. Yeah, but it's um. Are you checking with the the people at the store? Like the people at the store have to make sure that you still have your penis. Yeah. To verify that you have not had any wine that has sulfur to it. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. It's like That's you're solid. on trial for public mm-hmm. indecency, and you're saying, like, "Yeah, no, look at the footage. My penis is still attached." And it's like that's not the issue. And it's like, well, that's what was important to me. So send me to jail. But yeah, I haven't had any wine with sulfur. Yeah. Like, yep. That sounds about right. Yeah. So you were saying something about no. being nude to wine. <laughs> yeah. People who are, who are like not necessarily new to wine, but have, you know, not really had a super like interested uh, like r- relationship with it mm-hmm. and who just sort of like casually have it. And like, that's fine. But not even that. I'm just trying to say people who drink fucked up shit and like don't see it as an issue or don't even really think about it, you know, and it's like nothing to them. And like, it's not like. They're not bad people for fucking drinking that shit. Because it could be entirely possible that that's the only thing that they've had. And they don't know any different. And they don't deserve to, like, you know, be shit on for liking something that they don't really know anything about. Or whatever. Like, I'm sure yeah. there were, like... It's kind of like going into you get somebody's into house first. and disc- seeing that they have a stream and not immediately yeah. being a complete dick to them about it. Because you assume yeah. that they should know all the ins and outs of, like, <laughs> the politics of uh, the Israeli occupation. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, that's, that's quite rude. Like, you know, yeah. if, going if, into so, someone else's home if, and immediately yeah. destroying their shit screen with a hammer. Like, I, yeah. I was going to use That'd that be a, yeah. to make like our wine that, bubble. That's for Palestine. Yeah. I'm an activist now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can put a Palestinian flag in my Instagram <laughs> fucking bio. Because I'm a freedom fighter. Uh... No, but fucking, no, but like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to say that like. People who are in wine shops and who are assholes to people who drink that stuff and want cloudy stuff, they're also pieces of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? At the oh, end of the yeah. day, you're a salesperson. Your job is to sell somebody whatever the fuck they want. But it's not to fucking pass judgment. You know what I mean? Even if that other person does want fucked up stuff. Because, like, who cares? Well, another version of all of this, and it was that just because I, it, I have, because it, it brings joy to my soul in a very perverse way, um... To bring it back to Chomsky, it's like the idea of pet nat, right? The idea of like perfectly natural wine is essentially like anarchism where people who are really into anarchism are like, oh, no, yeah, it's the it it's what we should all be striving for because, you know, we people don't need a government. People don't need to be governed. People are good. Like, that's the fundamental tenet of like believing in anarchism. It's like, all right, well, maybe. But um, uh, we have fucked up so consistently for so long and are so fucked up in ways that are so like completely uh impossible to fully disentangle from just like the way that we all think now that um just jumping straight to that probably isn't gonna work 
And in the same way, just jumping straight to a wine that has no additives or no interventionist like uh, methodologies isn't going to make something that is, you know, whatever you make out of that, if you insist that that's perfect because you have eschewed all of these other like constraints and or like options, you're you're saying that to like circularly prove the uh, the logic that you subscribe to. And it's, you know. Mm-hmm. Not to say that that isn't like a beautiful like dream to have. Like it's a, I, I you know the idea of being able to just like, <laughs> yeah, pick grapes, press them, and make perfect wine without ever adding anything or doing more than occasionally like treading lightly on the cap. That's awesome. I, I you know I'm I'm really happy for that for that vision and the the expression of it in a like refined way is something that I think you know can provide perhaps you know at best like could provide a useful like uh heading or pole star for somebody but that is not like actionable in a in like frankly to approach it that way is to have a an immense amount of like uh well frankly privilege because you're able to like both spend the money to have the you know infrastructure that that would take which is different from the infrastructure that's readily available given the normal stuff that we mostly have to work with like i know of a winery in uh in my area where they use no plastic in the production facility which is a huge pain in the ass if (laughs) you know you go into any wine supply store and look around because most shit's made of plastic like it sucks i you know i don't love how much is made of plastic in our world but there are a lot of tools that i would rather have the plastic version of in a winery than a you know uh, lots of things I would like to have the stainless steel version of, um, but these are not the like these are not choices I get to make because of the financial constraints of my reality. And in the same way, just looking at the world and being like, "Well, you're a bad person if you're not trying to achieve radical anarchism right now." It's like <laughs> that's insane. That is such an insane yeah, yeah. position to hold. And like, yeah, there's a lot of like uh, arguing worth doing over like the relative merits of like socialism or communism but they're all those are all theoretics those are all theoretical things and at the end of the day or the reality is like you know these are the tools we actually have in front of us this is the fruit we actually have to work with um how can we Mm -hmm. best achieve something that will in selling it pay for what we're doing pay for us who make it to live and then provide people with something that is reliably interesting and and worth returning to consistently and you know Maybe, maybe I like. I think that is achievable with both Petnat and Force Carb wines, but I have yet to experience a moment of revelation as I've had over and over and over again with uh, Champagne of like, oh yeah, this is like a a type of craft that has been honed into something wholly remarkable and deeply valuable to like I don't know humanity's uh, investigation of the experience of living and existing and taking in the sensory reality of our body's interface with the world. Uh, like, you know, that's a special <laughs> yeah, yeah. cool thing that we do still like, you know, for how fucking horrifying our reality is becoming every day. It is still cool that we get to like, you know, have moments of eating, like eating, uh, eating a ribeye and drinking old, uh, California, California Cabernet Sauvignon. Like that's, <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. is that is something that like I I would wish that for you know 
I would wish that for anyone who ate meat, you know, like, and was mm-hmm. willing to drink alcohol because it is, it is like, I don't know, it, if, uh, we could get into a whole like, uh, you know, if part of your religious observance is not drinking alcohol, like I, I perfectly well respect that. I also like try to buy respect, like in respecting that, try to see like, I, this is, I have, I've gone fully off the rails here, man, but just I, <laughs> like the idea no, that the blood of Christ is, is wine has always really yeah. like been very beautiful to me so in the good. idea like yeah. like that i don't think that that is supposed to like like i i feel like the poetry of that is how beautiful and and expansive the dimensions within which with within wine which wine can contain within itself yeah that whatever um like there is so much within wine and contained within wine that is glorious and that like statement holds this poetic uh resonance with the idea that wine is literally sunlight captured through the lens of a living thing into flavor Mm -hmm. it it transmutes one sensory experience of being able of what makes it us able to see the world into something that allows us to taste the world and that's really cool like that's just so cool (laughs) it's so cool cool feels like a really dumb word to use (laughs) but (laughs) I, like balancing all of that and trying to like respect it and 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 feel that way when I'm drinking wine. Um, like the in part, I want to honor and respect people who you know for whatever reason feel like they can't drink wine anymore. And I hope that they you know still have experiences that give them that sense of wonderment that wine is a consistent source of for me, which is really cool. And I you know. I guess part of why I'm railing on about all this is like, yeah, when I when I drink pet nat, I don't have that moment. Like, I might have a moment of like, oh, cool, this is less fucked up than I expected, but it's not, you know. Yeah. It it's like if if drinking a phenomenal champagne or a really really great amarone or a or a beautiful just chardonnay is having a very peaceful like moment of you know um, spiritual reflection while. Uh, reading a poem sitting in a quiet place with an amazing view outside under a tree uh most pet nat i've had is like getting yelled at uh on the sidewalk by a guy with a sign that says jesus saves uh repent your sins there you go i don't know if that was there you go that was wow that really i'm should be ashamed of yourself. I, I, I think I you didn't should. Didn't even mention Israel once in there. Oh my God! What was I doing? Fuck me, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Have we yeah. had? I'm gonna take. Had the, I'm gonna take a couple of things out. We really probably should. <laughs> but I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna have fun. I'll. I'll. I'll spend way too much time on this one. I should be working tomorrow. I'll beep some stuff. I'll take some stuff out. This is gonna but, be a real uh, chopped and screwed episode. Yeah, I want to keep a good amount of this in. This is a. This is a real stick it in the. S- type episode mm-hmm. stick it in the boop yeah. type of episode yeah just boop out yeah. every time we grab say grab him by the type of episode oh god oh no all i need is like a <clears throat> something to every time i do voice to text and every time it says i'm just replace it with a beep yeah. that's what i could use ai for but mm. i'm not gonna do that that's pretty good yeah because i like i like cold hard i like i like getting my hands dirty i like I like manual labor, sweating, hot, sweaty men working <laughs> all day after a long day, just coming home, sticky with sweat and getting a nice steamy shower. Just go to your bathroom. There's eight naked men 
All with no penises. Eight new dudes. Who, eight new dudes said, who's been drinking sulfur? Who's been who's been drinking the, the good wine? Who been chugging the sulfites? You know that uh, drip irrigation was also invented in Israel? Yeah, 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 I didn't know that, actually. It's pretty funny. Yeah, that one's always, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's funny stuff. I mean, it's not, there's no water there. You know, they got a de- ton of desalination plants and stuff. No, yeah, like, it's okay, like really perturbing. Like that. You're just dumping a whole bunch of fucking brine yeah. back into the ocean, and then you can just turn into the sea, and then you just keep doing that. But you know what? That's neither here nor there. I mean, it's there. It's, it's there, there, yeah. But but where is yeah. here really? And like where? Well, where is yeah. Here. Where is the border really supposed to be? Like oh, there know, we go. There what, is. What is here and what is there and why isn't why isn't there here now? Why not? Let's. Yeah. Uh, and uh, oh, and now it is. Now it is. Actually. Oh, would that's, you look at that? Just, just, huh? Well, huh? See, that would be a, like a surprisingly progressive perspective to be like, no, no, no. We should build a wall just so that's the border. There's no more, <laughs> no more encroach. No, that's that's the border. Yeah. Look, how about we build the wall out of all the fences you have, like keeping people in certain parts of towns. <laughs> like, yeah. God damn it. Yep. It's yep. so, like, it is really just... Uh... Got a fucking itchy bug bite on my ankle. It's fucking killing me. I think it was a tick that I picked off, but it had already bitten me. Oh, I got it gross. off in time, and then now it's just like a fucking don't, really itchy bug don't bite. Don't end up allergic to meat, dude. No, I would kill myself. That would be over. It'd be it. It'd be all over. Yeah. Folks. I would well, kill this myself because a... I would just not stop eating red meat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you'd be suicidal. You'd just not care that you were allergic to red meat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going out. Yes, fuck that it. Style. Yeah. Just covering my whole body in lamb fat. Yeah. I mean, that just sounds like fun. That just sounds like a good old time. It is. It sounds like a Saturday night to me. Uh, a couple of the boys, take a couple, do a couple poppers, you know, mm-hmm. cover yourself in lamb fat and just, just go to town. Yeah. Just get to work. <laughs> Oof. Well, let's go, boys. Let's get to work. Um, how do we how do we wrap this one up, dude? Uh, um, Noam Chomsky still provided a lot of useful scholarship that is worth uh understanding. But as with many people, that it is worth studying. You know, some problematic shit in there. So don't don't idolize anybody. Don't um you know don't uh, uh where to go with that? Uh, don't. Yeah, well, that, yeah. I guess don't um, hitch your self-worth to your feelings about uh, celebrities and don't think too much about celebrities. Think about the I- ideas that they, uh, well, I don't know if that's, yeah, really take, you know, take ideas on the uh, merits of themselves as ideas and take people uh, on their merits as people and take wine on its merits as wine. Yeah, you know, how about that? If if you like a wine, that's fine. If you like a wine because of what you think it is and says about you and evinces as a as a piece of uh craft towards some sort of dogma, well, you have fun with that, but I'm just going to keep drinking. I'm just going to keep drinking the wine I actually like. Amen. On that note, thank you everybody for tuning in. If you liked this, go on over to Get on, get on over to patreon.com slash courtain. Yeah. And uh, 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 chip in a couple bucks. Please. You know? Yeah. Not going to, not going to, yeah. If we start, like, no, the, we, real, the real moment you'll know we're making as much money as we really hope to be making, and this is this is my commitment to, to demonstrate that we will, uh, 
we won't just like take the money and run. If we get to a certain level, we will be buying these expensive bottles of wine, right? We'll be buying, we'll be buying uh, Le Munil. We'll be buying uh-huh. uh, all the DRCs and doing a horizontal. We'll be buying Petru. Yep. We will do that. If we get to where we can do that for fun, we will also start buying wines that we can afford now, but don't want to waste our money on. We will do episodes about uh, Petnat, where we actually buy Petnat. We will do episodes about uh, Viognier, where we actually buy a bunch of Viognier's. We will do episodes about <sighs> boxed wine. All right, dude, I got to go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, see you guys. All right.